Hello and welcome to the Relational Parents Podcast, where we get off autopilot and give thoughtful attention to how we interact with our children and relate to ourselves so that you can show up in your family as the best version of yourself with a lot more joy and ease. I'm your host, Teresa Puckett, and I'm thrilled you've joined us today. Hello, today I am really excited to tell you a couple of stories about one of my favorite topics. It's perspective. And perspective is something, it's actually a part of my gift, a big part of my gift that I came into the world with is that I often see things a little bit differently than many of the people that are around me. And it's also natural for me to be able to see and appreciate different perspectives in any given situation. Hey, just a note here, even though this is part of my big gift in the world, when a topic is really near and dear to my heart or to your heart, to anyone's, a lot of times we get very rooted in our own perspective and it's hard to see another one as you'll see in these stories. So I'm going to use two personal stories to illustrate the importance of perspective and hopefully um, entertain you a little bit today as well. So the first story starts back in 2017. We were out with some friends of ours and the father in the family, it was two families out, and the father in the family had coached one of our sons for a number of years in baseball he is an excellent athlete, the, this father, and he's also an ex-Marine. So just a tremendous amount of respect in our family for this wonderful man. And so we're talking about our one son. He is getting ready to commit to playing baseball in high school. At this point, he's been playing for nine years. He loves it. He practices all the time. And the one opportunity for improvement in terms of really upping his game is identified as flexibility. And so when this coach agrees and even speaks this, I jump and I, like because I don't know anything about baseball. Everything I know is because my son played it and because my husband and and this coach taught me. But I do know about flexibility, and I very enthusiastically volunteer to bring my son to the local yoga studio because I've heard a lot about it, and they have lots of different classes. And so just because this man identified it as a great idea, uh, Coach Paul, um, my son says, okay, fine. That's, that's, it's okay. I'll go. And he doesn't realize that instead of taking him to one class to see if he likes it, I'm going to take him to five classes because they have so many different kinds. I am hell bent on he'll find one kind that he likes. So we go to five different kinds of yoga classes together at this amazing studio. And at the end of it all, 
I ask him, okay, so which kind, you know, did you resonate the most with? Which kind is going to work for you? And he says, mom, I really didn't, I didn't like it. It's not my thing. It seems like it might be your thing though. Maybe you should keep going. I'm stunned. Can't believe it. Just, you know, what, what even happened just now? The last thing I want to do is force him. And he, he went to five classes. So he knows this, he knows his mind. So that was it. And after a weekend, I realized that I, I did miss the yoga classes. I did miss that studio. And I'm very, very happy to say that three years later, I am, well, if they, if they issued membership cards, I would be a proud card carrying member to this studio. It's absolutely phenomenal. So many different great teachers and types of classes and just resources available. And P.S., as I'm recording this, we're in quarantine, and my yoga practice has been something that has sustained me amazingly and has been a great source of self-care and emotional, physical, spiritual nourishment. So if it weren't for that whole situation and me thinking, oh, I'm going to do this great thing for my son... It did get turned on its head. I did need to take a different perspective. Well, I didn't need to, but in order to get the gift for myself, I did need to. And that's just to to illustrate that there are always gifts. There's always positive effects of something that can look negative. And when we stay rooted firmly in that one perspective, if I had stayed with it, it, you know, would have been a massive failure and I can't believe and why not and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I chose to be flexible to understand he has his own perspective. That's okay. And he tried it. He didn't like it. And I let go of that. And it was much easier for me to accept the gift for myself. It's become something that I have tried to do on a regular basis to ask myself, what gift is trying to come to me? What could I be missing here? And um, there's a lot more gifts that I, I'm able to receive as a result of that. So I would invite you to consider that as a practice. That's something you might be able to use for yourself. So my second story is something that literally just happened yesterday at lunchtime in my kitchen. And like I said, we're in quarantine. One thing that I've been doing a lot of is drinking tea. I love different kinds of caffeine-free tea. And it was maybe a few weeks before the quarantine started that I, I went on a tea buying binge and I got maybe not a dozen boxes, but something close to that, like eight or 10 boxes of tea just from the store. They were on sale and they were, you know, this excellent brand that uh, was organic and everything else. So I have all this tea and I rediscovered 
one of our giant thermoses. It is a liter and a half, and it is very powerful insulating. I can make a giant thermos of tea before I go to bed. And then in the morning, if I have it near my near my bed, I can pour boiling hot tea. It's amazing. So the other great thing that I've discovered about this thermos is that it keeps it so hot and it's just the right amount of volume for one of these tea bags. Just one tea bag makes a perfectly concentrated thermos of tea. And like I said, it's a liter and a half. So I have these big coffee tea mugs and it makes like four big mugs, mugfuls just from one thermos, from one tea bag. So I've discovered this and I'm not going to lie. It just gives me so much pleasure. There's something inside of me that thinks it's so cool that I can get four mugs with just one tea bag. So all right, we're going to go back into my kitchen yesterday at lunch and I see my son and he's, you know, whatever he's making himself, but I notice that he just um he just decided to make himself some tea and he's got two tea bags in one mug with the uh, the the water poured. And I look at him and I say, "Sweetie, do you know I have a thermos for you? It's one liter. It's a little smaller than mine, but I know that you can use this and you can get three mugs of tea with one tea bag. It's going to be so great. And he sort of looks at me like, mom, hmm, I'm not sure you really get it, but he doesn't say anything. And he, you know, he kind of keeps going with making himself lunch. And I, there's something in my mind that just can't let go of this. So I continue making myself what I'm making for lunch. My husband walks in and he goes, oh, hey, man, you're making some double concentrated tea. That's really cool. So needless to say, my whole world is rocked. My husband walks in and completely like gives a a verbal like pat on the back and like and celebrates that he my son is doing this whereas I just a moment ago was trying to change it. So I'm trying to piece these two things together and it's it's not easy in the moment, but I, I I did ask myself, I'm thinking, what's good about this? What can I actually get behind here? Is it really one or the other? And when I asked myself that question, the things that came to me were, you know, my, this son of mine does love coffee and I could be grateful that he's drinking this awesome caffeine-free tea instead of coffee. Further, I can be grateful that he's drinking it instead of an energy drink, instead of lemonade, even if it's homemade lemonade that has all kinds of sugar in it. So there were actually lots of different things to be grateful for, and I couldn't necessarily get there by myself. I needed that push that my husband's just complete 180 perspective uh, gave me. So that's, I hope, I hope you get, uh, I hope that makes you smile for one reason or another here today. Perspective 
is something that is very near and dear to my heart. And it's something that we don't often give a lot of thought or attention to because we all have our own perspective. And it is just almost like unconscious that we think that our perspective is somehow right or somehow solitary or somehow solid and unchangeable. None of that is true. And so this is something that I think I will come back to. Um, Maybe not next podcast, but this will be an enduring topic for us. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'm very curious about what you thought about this episode. Feel free to let me know. You can comment if you're seeing this. If you saw this on Facebook, you can send me an email to support at relationalparents.org. Until next time. Would you like to interact with other like-minded parents? Maybe ask them or me a question about your child? If so, join the growing community of relational parents at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash relational parents.